Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, NFT Share and Chill, hosted by with Reese Williams from Craft Economy. Let's take a listen. Reese, you there? I am. Are you able to hear me? Yes. Yes, I am. Awesome. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Just been busy as usual. How about you? Been doing good, too. Been doing good. Been busy as usual as well, you know. I guess we both are in a world that never sleeps, right? So it's always fucking busy, <laughs> yeah. bro. Always. Sure is. I'm excited to talk about craft economy, talk about just everything related to that. Um, yes. So, yeah, let's get so yes. That. Well, before we, before we get into the, the craft economy stuff, like really, really, why, why did you get into this um, field? Like what sparked your interest in this field and what led you to this field really? That's what I want to know. So back in September, I was looking for a job at the time that I was finishing up my bachelor's degree. And I don't remember where it was, but I just found it on some forum, like Minecraft crypto chain. I'm like, I understand the Minecraft side. I don't understand the crypto side. Let me just learn something new. So I hit up the Chandra Station folks, Chalabi over at Chandra Station and had an interview scheduled, like, I think 48 hours later. And we went in the call. They very quickly liked my resume and everything I had to offer. And I was given an offer right there on the spot. And I think I started like two days later. So it was very quick. I like, I kind of didn't remember like what was happening. I just was going for it because I was excited to try to do something new that I had absolutely zero idea how to do. And on top of that, no one else knew how to do it either. So they needed someone to kind of take that lead. So what do you think? uh, What do you think they were like really impressed about your resume? What was like the wow factor for them, you think? So number one, my website's pretty clean. You can actually see it at reese.sh, R-E-E-C-E.sh. And so I just went over the fact that I have multiple other games I've done in the past with my, the last game I did was 1500 people. So we, on one server. So we actually showed that by myself, I was able to run the infrastructure, run our scaling, run our security, and actually have a, a playable product in about two weeks time. So. I'm quite quick in my turnaround. And so that saves them money. And then on top of that, just my understanding of the entire stack really helps to further craft economy forward at a quicker rate than we could have otherwise. Because to replace me would be about seven to eight people minimum. So it's a lot easier to not, well, plus a manager on top of that. So it's a lot easier for one person to be able to do all of those functions. And so they saw me in that and I fit the role quite quickly. I was moved to CEO or CTO within three, four months. I was put on the DAO at the same time. And so now I kind of like manage and run most of craft economy from not the, the tokenomic side, but just the development side of how do we actually get this done securely, quickly, and 
cheaply. So has, that's what, that's what has, it, has that been very difficult um, to create a uh, secure platform for, you know, for a gaming, a gaming play to earn platform? I mean, has that been very difficult or how's that been? So, yeah. So from the Cosmos side, it's actually been really easy. Like the actual implementation of how integration will mix with the gaming platform with the Cosmos SDK, super easy. It's like two different queries. All of our transactions are are just for reference, all of our infrastructure can be hacked and only valid transactions will still go through to the Minecraft servers. So our databases, our API, our front end, all of those servers can be hijacked by rogue attackers or whatever, and only valid transactions will go through. So it's taken a lot of time just ensuring that that our safety precautions are are in there, that we're actually valid checking the chain to ensure that these transactions were signed. So those are some difficult points, but then the hardest part overall has just been getting the SDK 46 out the door so we can actually begin to launch. So that's been the real limiting factor for, I mean, really, we didn't have a test chain until about two months ago. So everything that I was building and the team was building was hypothetical until it was proven two months ago. Interesting, dude. That's interesting. Uh, How many people work with you like on this project? So it's myself, Notional does the blockchain. I've kind of jumped in on that side to speed things up. And that's two people. So that's Jacob and Wong. Mm-hmm. Really, Wong's kind of taking it over. So that's really just one on Notional side. Then from our development team, we have one, two, um, one, two, three, four other developers, a marketing person, and then a couple of core contributors who just kind of do the configuration work that we need. So we've kept a small team. Honestly, I would have liked to keep it a little bit smaller than four. I think that three was kind of that sweet spot, but we need to work on mini games and kind of get those pushed up. So that's why we hired another there. Gotcha. Gotcha. And if I wanted to like uh, jump on it, like I guess uh, dev is like a test net or something. How would I do that? If I want to help out. Yeah. Yep. So we actually just launched a private test net with our Genesis validators about a week ago. Okay. So we were able to test to ensure that all of the peers connect correctly on 46 now that was an issue in the past back when our last testnet happened we are relaunching another testnet probably tomorrow i'm collecting gen genesis transactions today we're going to relaunch up a, a new genesis um, testnet and then others once we confirm that that testnet works we'll be able to join in so we have a channel in our main discord which is discord.gg slash craft economy one word and there's a testnet version 4 channel we have about 300 members in there and so you'll be able to I'll work with them on how to actually join into the chain because of our unique tokenomic standpoint where you have to actually submit a proposal to become a validator. And then the owners of craft economy, which would be the DAO, which is kind of like a big multi-sig would vote whether they want to give you the EXP or not to be able to actually validate. And then you can, so it's a more unique process, but we're going to, we're getting to that within like the next week. And what about for the mobile, the people that are like always on mobile? Is that is that going to be able to work or is this just a desktop? So we thought about this and yeah. we actually built out our entire web app to be mobile friendly. Then as we thought about it, it doesn't make sense to really support mobile because you're playing Minecraft is going to be on a desktop. It's required to be on desktop. Now, we could add support for mobile, but as we look at the user experience, like for you to be playing Minecraft, run a transaction, click a link to go sign it. It's going to take you out of the app. You have to go, you know, mess with Kepler and try to, we just don't think it's going to be good. It's something we can look at in the future if there's enough support for it. But 
from the user experience side, it's extremely difficult to add mobile support for a desktop based game. So it's not out of the question. It's just what do we need to focus on to get the product out quicker? Because we were we were basically done with the Minecraft side back in April. Like all of the features that for version one that we wanted were done. We've just been we've just been waiting on the chain. And so that's mm-hmm. been the real limiting factor. So now we're we're basically in like coming up on version three of craft from the Minecraft side. So we've got a lot of features to test, a lot of cool things that we're ready to showcase and just get it out there. Gotcha. I see the reason why I asked this is because I have kids and I don't know if you got kids, Reese. I'm not sure, but my kids love playing this kind of stuff. Minecraft, especially my daughter, she's six years old and I always see her on her phone um, playing a Minecraft game. And I'm like, well, Hmm, maybe I can, maybe I can get them to play craft economy. Yeah, and it's, the goal of it is to teach people about how cryptocurrency work. Our marketing guy is also does photo or video editing and, and things like that. So he's writing up scripts where we're going to teach you, hey, how do you set up Kepler? How do you do this? But we're going to use Minecraft visuals in the background to show that way it's still a more game-like experience of teaching you this. So you should be able to learn how to install Kepler. We'll go over the fact, keep your secret as a like a password keep it stored somewhere safe we'll go over all that it'll take you about 15 minutes to get set up and you're ready to go now more minecraft or a more crypto native person could probably get on the server and be ready to go in about one to two minutes so it's an extremely quick process and we handle a lot of the the tedious you know user experience things that i feel plague other platforms that just they just require too much and we just automate all that behind the scenes that way that Hmm. the user can just you'll You'll log in with your wallet, you'll connect your Discord, you'll connect your Minecraft client, and then you're ready to go. And we'll handle all of the NFT syncing, all of the conversions, all of that behind the scenes for you. Yeah, so you're you're basically trying to incorporate like a gamey type of field that also has crypto so that when people jump on this website, it's going to look like you're playing a game, but you're actually setting up a wallet, you're getting into crypto, right? Exactly. And so, exactly. I mean, one of the things with the fact that it's crypto is it, it allows us to do a unique business model, which no other Minecraft server can do. So typically a Minecraft server is business to consumer. Now, the thing is, is that while we are still business to consumer, our actual core product being crypto is more peer to peer. So while we are the initial suppliers of craft and say, you know, the NFT real estate and all of those things, once it gets on the marketplace and gets in hands, you're basically just converting you'll be trading with other players you'll be buying from other players shops you'll be renting out your properties to other players so it's really going to become more peer-to-peer as it as it grows and that's what we really really like about it Ooh, let's talk about real estate and crypto let's talk about that and how um how do you what's your vision in, in um real estate and crypto so our the real estate way that we've done it is the dow is going to well from the dev side we've created a we have a whole city and in that city, we are setting up properties where it's going to have certain features, such as the name, the description. We'll have a rendering link of just a nice visual of that property. We'll have you know different stat- statistics of the, the property, such as how much floor space does it have? How much actual volume is this entire building? Where is it located at? What kind of property is it? Is it being rented out or not? Like all these different uh, descriptors of this property. We're then going to mint these to the marketplace. Now, one thing that we do not like about NFT projects is the random mint. It's great for the chain for, you know, getting those initial funds, but from the the player experience, I don't want a random house or a random business 
let me let me just go buy what I want. So we're going to implement a feature where all of our properties are going to be sold on the marketplace day one. You'll be able to choose, you know, which which kind of property do you want? You'll be able to choose the exact one and buy it. Now the thing is, is that every single property will have the same craft price relative to its its floor area. So that way that you're paying on a per square block, like how you would in actual real estate, but we're not taking location or anything into consideration. So those properties will get picked up quicker and it's really just about first come first serve. So that's how we're doing that to fund the Dow. Now, hmm. from real estate overall, we had a lot of ideas of how can we make, even make this say like legal real estate where like connecting with dig chain or something along those lines where it is now legally considered real estate in the eyes of say, you know, the United States or something like that. Now, we weren't able to go too deep into that because of the whole Ukraine situation with dig chain, but it was something that we were looking at. So we really wanted to provide as much value to the the players as we possibly could. So we're we're looking anywhere that we can improve to improve and get that up quickly. It's just it, for me, Reese, because I don't I don't play a lot of these like play to earn games or, or metaverse games. When um someone starts talking about real estate and gets super excited about it. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should take a look at this. Like, because you literally said rent. Are you telling me that people could actually like buy a chunk of uh, property and then like let others <laughs> live there and, and they, they can collect rent? I mean, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. So <laughs> the renting is done off chain just because of the complexity of trying to put that on chain, but the actual NFT is held. So what a player would do is we'll mint the properties, those go in the marketplace. Players then decide do they want to buy? that property, say a, a house or a business, they can then buy that business. Now, let's say they buy multiple. They don't have use for multiple businesses as really once you kind of run one or two, it's going to be quite difficult to manage those teams of your companies and things like that. So then you could rent those those out to other people. So you'll put it on a, there'll be a, a GUI in game that way that you can go click uh, click and rent. And then it'll allow you to access that property. You can put all of your items in there. You can do whatever you want with the property. And then provided you don't pay or something along those lines that you're, you would stop giving revenue to them and it'll take all of your items and put that into a storage box for the actual renter. That's kind of like an eviction way. So we'll have evictions. We'll have, there'll be multiple different periods for renting. So it'd be like weekly, you could have daily, you can have, you know, monthly. And so we've got all these features and because we're doing it off chain, the renting will be able to uh, really add more features as time goes on to the NFTs to bring more value to people. So what, the main currency is going to be the the craft token, right? In the game, that's going to be the main one. Is there any other tokens that are planned? Yes. Yeah, so the craft token is what's going to be used basically across the board for all of our features. Now, there's also the staking token, which is called EXP. I think it's called Persistence. Um, and so that that is the the DAO token. So if you own that token, you're able to stake and in return, you get craft rewards. So the, the only way to get the DAO token, the staking token is to make a proposal and have the DAO vote yes, because we only want to have people owning the staking token, provided that they're actually going to contribute to craft economy in some way, whether that be development, whether that be marketing, something along those lines, because we don't want act, we don't want dormant investors. We want someone who can be active and actually contribute to craft economy as a whole. Yes, I'm literally, bro. I'm literally on the website, and um, I'm about to submit my Minecraft name, <laughs> my Minecraft username, because I want to be part of the the test, and I want to I want to help you guys uh, test this out. And please, I 
I might have my daughter play this because she's she's super good at Minecraft. So yeah, and we're actually redesigning the website to have it more up to date. The current one looks like it's from the '90s. So we're going to get a new version of the website up. We'll have new connections, new. We'll get videos up and all of that. So there's a lot of stuff planned. We've just got to you know get this last five percent out, and then we're ready to go. Yeah, but you got to start somewhere, right? I mean, yep. who cares about the website right now? <laughs> you guys are just testing it, right? <laughs> yeah, the team's done like the website like four times. I'm like, guys, let's let's just have a working version. We can make it all pretty later. Talk about your team a little bit. Uh, what, what do you enjoy working up with your team? Like, what's what's some of the coolest things that you guys do together? So the biggest thing overall is just the fact that everyone understands what we're trying to do. So a lot of us can work independently, but at the same time, whenever we work together, like the other day with one of our he's in New Zealand I was working with him so just how quickly we can we can solve a problem where we were having issues with connecting and linking and so we got in a call I was like maybe 30 seconds 40 seconds he had an idea he was able to do it we were able to refactor the API we reduced uh, the time to actually connect we we removed features that were kind of extra and merged them in with others and so just simplifying things I mean I worked with a very smart team of people like these are some very good devs. And so we have to make sure to keep them happy. And then at the same time, also keep them busy and working on things that they enjoy. So at this time, most of the other devs are just the Minecraft side, but we're now slowly working to actually get them understanding the blockchain side, because the way that I have integration set up is that any developer can integrate with a Cosmos SDK blockchain and they don't have to understand blockchain at all. They just implement this code. They just run some classes and functions. And then the transaction and all the security is done behind the scenes. So they've not understood that yet. And so that's where we're getting to now of teaching them like, hey, this is why we do it this way. Let's teach you the security aspects behind it. Because as of now, I'm the biggest risk to craft where I am the only one that understands the Minecraft side, the blockchain side, and the tokenomics. And we need more people to understand that. So that's where we're working towards. Ah, okay. So so not all of them are coming from the crypto space. Um, some of them are coming from like the actual gaming space. So it's, it's kind of, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little journey to get them to understand all of this, you know, especially Cosmos. Cosmos is so, so huge and tons and tons of features. So. Yeah. The only crypto people that were native are the core team, which are basically just configurators, the tokenomics guy, and then kind of a manager. So everyone from the development side is brand new to crypto. And what about, Funding for this project, uh, Race, how, how has that been? Have you guys reached out to any, like, you know, investors or how are you guys chugging, chugging along, dude? I mean, because yep. this is a big so, project, bro. The way that it worked is initially back in, I believe it was either August of last year or September, so about a year now, the Capcom, who is our C, C, is CFO, he created a proposal and we sold only a limited amount of the staking token to the investors. So. The tokenomics model is that the staking token is has a redeemable value. So one EXP could be equal to like one US dollar worth of equivalent. Now we raised at that that price and we raised 300000 at a $10 million valuation. That's lasted us up until about this month. And so we just did a mini raise of about 35000 just to keep us afloat. That way that we don't you know over raise. And as we work to get the beta out, get the actual mainnet ready to go, and then we're looking to raise a significant amount of funds. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, so I'm not going to, but a significant amount of funds that will keep us on track for about the next two and a half years, just from the development side, plus 
the Dow will have a lot of treasury. So we have a lot of interest from investors. They were constantly trying to throw money at us and we've had to turn them down because we wanted to limit it and be more decentralized where each investor only gets to put in $10,000 worth. So we have 30 initial investors as the Dow. So that way that we have a, a broad group of individuals. And these are people that are already in the cosmos um, most of, and actually building products. So they actually understand you know, the ecosystem and that's why they wanted them to actually bring value. Gotcha. I, I didn't want to, you know, get too serious on that kind of stuff, but um, it does help to to kind of understand like where is the project at right now? You know how how much how much time do they have to keep running on the funds that they got? So it's it's important to ask those questions, I believe. Um, yeah, and that, yeah. that's something that I've been constantly keeping up with since about April as well, just to make sure. Hey, do we have funds? If we don't have funds, what do we need to do? What do we need to cut? Where do we need to do that? So I've been. I mean, I would say every about two weeks, I look at funds. I try to make sure that that we have runway, that we have you know enough wiggle room that whenever we do raise, that we're not in a bad position and that we can actually wait out a market cycle. So it's improving. Now, Reese, let's just say that the game is complete, right? What are you going to be doing uh, when the game is done? I mean, just some maintenance on the game or what, what's going to be your role after it's done? So the game's never really going to be done. The... We have a lot of features and, you know, the next version of craft is already in the works of just the, from the idea side, we also want to get input from people. So we're going to have to constantly still fix things. We have our scaling infrastructure. So we'll, we'll, up, we'll open source that. My goal and my job basically sounds like once the game's released, I will become the core contributor to the actual blockchain itself. And then I will still manage all of the actual game aspects, security, all of that. So I'll be taking over that. And then also I have other offers to work with validators. And so I've got a couple job offers on that end and then just plus other odds and ends. So I'll be staying busy, especially with craft and other opportunities to build on Cosmos. So there's a lot to come. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I didn't mean it like when the game was done, but when basically it's launched, like what are what's going to be your main role? But it's probably going to be a lot of like tweaking here and there, right? So like you were saying, it's going to be a lot of stuff to tweak, especially because you're mixing a game with the blockchain. So, dude, you're going to be very busy. And yeah, well, another thing, Reese, you're mm-hmm. going to... I heard that there's supposedly a rack city coming to craft economy. So... You know, that's going to be another thing that is going to probably keep you busy. <laughs> it will be. Um, yeah, so so going on to Rack. So the way that I have it planned and that we have it working now is that you connect your wallet to that, that connection. And some of the back-end processing we do is we convert that wallet to other wallets. So, for example, you connect your craft address. We're going to convert that to your OmniFlix address and also your Stargaze address. And what we do then is we go out and query, hey, what, what NFTs do you actually own? We then download those images to our database and you'll be able to place those in game. So then that way that you could, you know, place your, your Stargaze NFTs in game as either like a one size frame, a two block frame or a three by three frame. And so then you can have these, these all over the place. Now, one of the other ideas that we've also come across is now that we have this, these images that you're able to place in game, we can do advertisements. So you could have in the city, have an advertisement of, you know, your product or service. You could, say, buy the street name, and then you could change the street name as like an NFT. That's something that we just discussed yesterday for a future update idea. And then also, we will, I will work on learning some JavaScript so I can add secret.js. That way that we can actually query, hey, what, what, 
rack NFTs do you own? Now we can bring those in game and then that way that those will be synced up. So then you'll be able, be able to place those either in your home, in the wildlands or in the actual main city as an advertisement. So it's pretty cool what, dude, what we're going to be able to do. Dude, dude, dude. Okay. So yeah, we didn't touch up on NFTs a lot. Uh, we were just mainly talking about the game, but now it's time to start talking NFTs. Um, you you got my brain going. You got my brain going when you were talking about how you can ask, like do some advertisement. And all right. So imagine, this is what I imagine, right? We, we go into craft economy. We go into this building and this building is the stash building, right? Secret network stash. You walk in there, you see a whole bunch of like collections. Dude, could, could somebody, could somebody like buy an NFT inside craft economy? You see what I'm saying? Like, could you actually, like, if somebody listed the NFT for sale, could you do that? So, hmm. Hmm. yeah, I'm curious though. I'm curious to see how that would, that would work. We have the marketplace where, okay, you could sell an NFT in game. However, you have to actually sign the transaction and then our marketplace is the front end. We currently have it where the marketplace is also a front end in game. So you'll be able to actually see properties for sale via in-game which are also in the marketplace but for now we're doing everything in the marketplace because the user experience is a lot better than a bunch of blocks and text and stuff so but i do like the idea people they could say redirect you to the marketplace so you could click on the image and it take you to the stash image that that is something that we could look into and relative to code maybe three four (laughs) hundred lines of code so it's not bad well see you don't have yeah you, you literally don't have to like uh, have the player actually transact right there on the spot, but you could at least redirect them to the actual website. Um, but at least have the image, right? At least let the person like place the image on the wall and then they can just click on it. Boom. It shoots you over to stash or yep, boom. It shoots you over to Stargates, right? That is possible. Now we would have to add a feature where it's like a cell image feature. And then that way we put it up and then you would go sign the transaction on the chain. So that's the real limiting factor, but yeah, it would be, It'd be pretty cool. And we could have like a hologram over the text that says what the listing price is after it's been sold or nice. whenever it is being sold. Nice. How about, um, how about the uh, interchain accounts uh, that's coming to the Cosmos ecosystem? How would, would there, are you going to be able to incorporate that into craft economy somehow? So I've thought about this a lot and we were actually part of the interchain security 721 NFT spec. And we were looking through and thinking, how can this incorporate into craft economy? Sadly, it doesn't seem like the actual specs or the offering there is going to help with craft economy much on launch. However, in the future, I've got the idea where you can think Cosmos Hub is the hub of all IBC transactions. Juno is the hub of all you know Wasm D contracts. And I think that in the future, craft could be the hub of all game-based or Minecraft-based blockchains. So the way that I've written integration is that any Minecraft server could connect to any other 46 chain. Now, the thing is is that they could then do with ICS, we could have interchain accounts and just run interchain security from craft to to secure these other things and create value for the initial DAO where we are the code contributor for the core of how integration works, but then they can have their own sovereign chain and do the tokenomics and all of that. So that's something I've thought of, but that's that would be, you know, one, two years down the line, if even. So it's a consideration, but not a priority until we can see more about how interchain accounts work and, and all of that. 
baby steps, right? Reese, baby steps. I'm trying to, exactly. Trying to, One I'm thing trying at a time. To, <laughs> you got my brain going. So I'm just trying to think ahead. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God, dude. Uh, like we can do this. You can do that, but we gotta, we gotta take baby steps, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, we got geek up here, uh, geek picks. I don't know if you, if you know him or her, uh, they might have some questions for you. So I'll let them uh, speak for a sec. Go for it. Uh, hey, yeah, uh, I don't have uh, questions right now. I uh, just wanted uh, to join as uh, we are building uh, quite a similar thing that uh, Reese is uh, describing. So, yeah, uh, you go on for now. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Reese, uh, where were we? Oh, yes, yes. Um, entertain accounts. Um, and what about the actual characters that will be, be will be uh, played in this game? Uh, are you gonna be? Are we gonna be able to add like similar features to, you know, our favorite PFP, let's say, or how how does that work out? Yep. So we actually, I had written all the code for. They, they were called NFT skins. You would, you would say you have like raccoon supply, and you would be able to sync your NFT, and it would allow you to have that skin. Or they could actually create their own mint of, say, custom skins. They could then sell it on our marketplace. We would get a 5% cut, and they would get 95%. So that was our initial goal. The issue is that Microsoft came out and decided to ban NFTs. So we've had to redo the way that we do NFTs. So in-game, it'll be called real estate. And then our images, which would be like normal NFTs, are going to just be called either images, painting, artwork, something along those lines. So we had to scrap the NFT skins idea because... The only way that a skin can be stored is on Mojang servers themselves, which given the fact that they've banned that, we needed to make sure that we actually have control of the NFTs from the entire side. So that way that we can do it on, say, IPFS, because you can't use an IPFS link for a skin. We were working on this, but with Microsoft having changed their minds about crypto, we we had to sadly scrap that idea. So you'll be able to be whatever skin you want as you would on any other server. We can't add exclusivity to that. So it yeah, sucks, dude, but what, what, we got to make sure to... Yeah. What, what happened with that, Reese? What, what, why did they cancel that? Why did they ban it? What's going on? So the thing is, is that Microsoft banned... They're banning NFTs because of the fact of... I believe it's called like World World NFT or something where they would just... It was a, some server. They created a bunch of... NFTs, they took a snapshot of a chunk, which is 16 by 16 blocks, and then they sold that for a ridiculous amount of money. And then they rug pulled, I think, $1.8 million from people. And the next day, Microsoft had posted that they're banning this. Now, the thing is, is that the way that Microsoft has it worded, they're banning the use of selling their assets outside. So say blocks or their artwork or something like that. Now, the thing is, is that Microsoft doesn't even know we exist of the fact that we're doing pair to player payer to player payments and our NFTs, you can't ban because they are just coordinates. So unless you can ban, say, XYZ coordinates, which are just numbers, like you would literally have to stop every single Minecraft server ever because of that being stored. So we've, we've found workarounds to it. We have a lot of loopholes and you know, the way that they have it worded, they don't really seem like they understand what they're banning. They're just trying to protect themselves legally. So we're good on that front. And while we did lose the NFT skins because they specifically mentioned that and that is their asset because it's stored on their servers, we're good on the other things as they are not related to Microsoft in any way. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, I, I didn't know exactly all about that stuff with Microsoft going on. But I mean, yeah, no one, no one wants to get scammed. That's why it had to happen. 
Yep. And that's another reason why it's really important to us that it, everything is player to player based. I mean, once once our initial real estate gets on the market and you buy it at the, the fixed rate of, say, five craft per square foot, and then our businesses will probably be about seven to eight craft per square foot. You buy that. Now you just sell that with other people. You don't have to deal with us as a middleman or anything. We don't get recurring revenue from sales of the actual NFTs. We're not going to do uh, royalties, but we do take a 5% platform fee on our marketplace. So if you sell behind the scenes, there's no, there's no, you know, fees or anything like that. So it's just up to how much ex- exposure you want on your, your thing. And that gives a little bit of revenue to the Dell. Hmm. When the game is like publicly released and it's, it's ready to go. What are, what are some cool ideas that you have planned? Uh, or what, what are some cool ideas you, you would want to see the people do in the game? So the main goal of it is, as craft economy implies, is the economy aspect of it. I just want to see people managing businesses and actually using it to the full potential to generate craft. So one of the things is you buy the, the plot of land or you know, the, the, the company, and then you can start up your company with, say, you could be a farmer, you could do, I believe, fishing, There's, you, know, you could do like a slaughterhouse, you could do mining there's there's all these different possibilities where we can continue to add other features over time as well for other ideas that people have and so just using that trading with players actually using the website and currency and just stress testing it we have the ability to almost handle as many amount of players as we want on a single server so we've written some custom code that will scale minecraft servers together so this is kind of getting more technical, but a Minecraft server <laughs> can only hold 200 players maximum on any machine, like, like whatever machine it has, 200 players is the maximum. So what we're doing is we want to support a lot more than that. Like, how can we support 2,000 or 20,000 or 200,000? Like, like, what's the limit? So the way that we have it set up now is that you'll run, we'll, we will run an individual Minecraft server instance on each thread. So a typical you know, CPU would have, let's say, eight. So we can run eight separate Minecraft servers. Then we have a plugin which is going to synchronize all of those players and simulate them on the other servers, which is a lot less compute than it is to actually just allow the players to join. So we're going to allow the same world have you know thousands of players on it and have no performance impact. So that way you can trade and transact with you know anyone that is on the server at that time. So I think that's something super cool. It'll be exciting to see it actually work in action and just see people trading and using all of our features that we've provided to not only generate craft because you don't have to buy any craft to get into craft economy. You can just do the quest in game, you know, generate some craft, start your company, start selling things. So you could do this entire thing without putting a single uh, atom or anything in. So it's, it's really awesome and great for new newcomers to come in and just actually start earning. That's part of our inflationary model. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, this this is this is great. This is going to be fun. Could could you um, could you chat with people like with a headset and stuff in the game? Is that possible? So you can't actually talk through the game without mods. So you could technically, if like you and your friend you wanted to. Um, the other option, yeah, it's all mod based. Minecraft is not the best from the actual discussion side. It's mainly just in the chat. So the best way would just be like in our Discord, where we could have you know different like groups or teams or something, we give them a special role. They can have their own discord channel and something along those lines. We could do that, you know, just, or just in the private groups that they want. Um, that's probably the easiest way since you already have to be on your computer anyway, just using discord. 
<laughs> That's awesome. I, I was just going to point this out that we're geeking out out here on this space. And normally, normally when we're just talking about just NFTs, it fills up. But because we're geeking out so hard, there's like a very little crowd just listening in. I love it. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, we I'm provide looking forward to it. So, yeah, I mean, we provide more. I mean, the NFTs actually have real value, and that's what we baked in from the start. So it's not like we're creating an NFT and we're going to add value later. No, like the whole point of buying it is the fact it has value. And if you don't think it has value, you don't buy the NFT. So you know that's why we have to really make sure that the real estate has value. The images can actually, you know, be placed in game, actually have value, not only from our chain, but from other chains. So, so that, that, that solution I wrote, which will query out all other chains, we're going to actually be putting that on another service as well, Spark IBC. And so they want to use that, that way that you could log into their platform and have see all of your NFTs from every platform as well. So, you know, the stuff that Craft Accounting is making is being ported into other chains too. And so it's a big help to the, the ecosystem overall. Yes, it is. It is. So you, you said that you could, you could just log in with one wallet and view all of your NFTs. Yeah. Is that, is that kind yeah. of, oh, okay. Now, now the only thing is we can't do some networks that are not 118 based. So for example, secret network, cause it's Ethereum based Kava, things like that. But Juno, then we can also do, you know, Stargaze, Omniflix. And then I would assume any other platforms like that now, we could do with interchain accounts, we could query other contracts on other chains that support, you know, the that that ICS seven twenty one spec, but we're not to that point yet. So our goal is to allow basically all of the major projects. So we're just doing a few to start and then we'll expand out from there. Oh my gosh. I could already see I could already see people like owning a big piece of property, um, making some sort of like art venue and just having like an art show, people walking in and just you know, admiring the art. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of interesting things that come up from this, man. It's going to be fun. It is. It is. Yeah, and fun. the best part is that you could charge for the art show. So who's to say that, yeah. you know, you could just charge a couple craft for the art show and have that be part of your, your like side hustle in game. And then you could transfer out that craft to Osmo or something along those lines. And just yeah. for reference, uh, I believe we're going to have about a million dollars worth of craft liquidity initially in Osmosis on launch. So we'll have quite a bit of liquidity just from the initial investors ready to go. That way, the people that do decide to sell their craft coin, you'll have plenty of of things to sell it back to the DAO because the DAO would love to take your craft coin. So a lot of big people backing. I'm going to bring up Sandy uh, here to the stage because I believe she probably will have some questions for you. And then um, if we get enough time, Geek, we'll uh, we'll talk about your project. But today I was just going to make it a, a craft economy space. Okay. Hey, Sandy. How are you? Well, hello there. Hi, Reese. Um, oh, my gosh. What a great room. I think if we had like the word Minecraft somewhere, we'd probably have like 800 people in here. But, um, you know, a lot of those Minecraft people, like my son, where I have put so much money into all kinds of things in video games. But out of all this stuff, I really like Minecraft. I just want to say that. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe if we would have had this like a Cosmos craft economy minecraft you know launch coming soon something like that we probably would have had a lot more people but then you got tons of people trying to request to speak and then i get all like oh my gosh here we got we got another person coming up another person coming up and it, the room just gets a little crazy so it's kind of nice to just hear reese and you know get so so passionate about this and just let us know what's going on with craft so 
Did you have any questions for, for Reese? So yeah, Andy? I just uh, quickly want to say, uh, first of all, I welcome you. I congratulate you. And um, the Fantastical Animals um, is the project we're dropping on Omni. And we, we like to work with everybody in the Cosmos ecosystem. So we've got this Blind Mint coming up. I'm a big Minecraft fan myself. So if you are interested in doing any kind of promotions, um, please uh, let me know. Lucid and I would love to work with you. Um, I, I like your product. And I'm sorry about what happened with the rug pull and that whole fiasco with you know they not wanting to have um, nfts but i think these are things we're going to work through um in the space and um, i'm really happy that you're here so if you're interested please hit me up um uh, lucid and i um, one of the things we're doing is we're bringing a lot of people from the tezos blockchain so i talked to tez town yesterday and the leadership with the people it's a big group and i talked to them about cosmos ecosystem and what's happening here so i've actually got an appointment scheduled with the leadership team they want so what we're doing is we're going to do airdrops try to get the tezos people to get a kepler wallet so they can just come over into the cosmos uh, ecosystem we have a huge community in the Tezos community. I just want to say this is definitely one project I want to get behind. I'll talk to Lucid about it. And if you're interested, hit us up. Thank you so much. Yep, that's awesome. And because you're building on Omniflix, as soon as you guys launch, anyone that owns that, that token in their Omniflix account, it'll auto-synchronize with our backend. So on join, it'll query out and say, hey, which, which Omniflix NFTs do they own? Oh, they own this one. Okay, we'll pull that in and then they'll be able to place that in game. So we don't even have to do anything from our backend side of, of what products we allow. As long as it's on Omniflix and or Stargaze, you know, it's ready to go for players day one as soon as that goes. So it's quite awesome. You know, one wow. thing I could see. I'm so one glad. Thing I could see us, one thing I could see us doing, Reese, is uh, uh, when, when it finally gets released to the public, we could also just do a space where we're just walking around and just checking stuff out live, you know, and. I think people would get a little bit excited about doing something like that. Exactly. And be, once we get this next test set up, which I'm going to try to get up like tomorrow, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So once we get that up, our goal is to then get into beta because we've been ready for beta. It's just been the blockchain side. It's been the real limiting factor. So once we get this up, we're going to get beta up and then we're really going to just try to break everything and then allow players to kind of mess and just look at, at it from a, a new perspective and see what ideas they have. I, we make those tweaks and we launch ready to go. So we're really close. We're just, we're waiting on this like last one, 2%. That way we can, you know, get this out. Oh man, all your hard work, all your hard work. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it, Reese. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, and just as long as other ecosystems can also then reuse some of our stuff, like that's a win there already. So even if, even if you know players want a complete change of things, we're willing to do that. We just we have to have, we just probably need to hire another person to really speed up things. So we're that final stretch now. Thank you very much, Reese. It was a it was a pleasure speaking with you and you know talking about craft economy. I'm getting a little excited about it. And yes, I will uh, submit my um, I'll submit my form here so I could be part of the test net. Uh, I just need to buy the Minecraft game because I don't have it. My kids got it. My kids got it on their on their phones and stuff, but I don't personally have it. So I got to get it. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'll give uh, I'll give Geek a, a few minutes to speak about his project. Uh, what's going on, Geek? Yeah. Hey guys. Um, 
Yeah, actually, that's uh, fun that uh, I came uh, to this call with uh, almost the same. Not, okay, not almost the same, but it's also like uh, uh, a game where you can uh, authorize with an NFT. So only NFT holders will be able to join it and it will be um, an avatar. Uh, you can uh, click on the profile and take a look at the NFTs there. And also you were mentioning that it would be cool to uh, get the data from the chain and see like the properties, the price of uh, some NFTs uh, in the game. And this is uh, precisely what you will see uh, in the Genesis location. Yeah, there will be only one location from the start. And you will be able to see the ID of the gig, its rarity score, um, all the properties, how rare they are. Uh, and moreover, you will see uh, like in, on these huge billboards, the NFTs of the people who are currently online yeah, and walking around. And uh, unfortunately, you are not able to build things uh, just yet in this space. Uh, but you will be able to draw on the walls. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, adding uh, the uh, the tweet. Yeah, so uh, this is the Genesis location, basically, and there will be four billboards like this um, and a variety of colors uh, that you can uh, paint on the floor, on on the glass, on the walls, uh, on some objects uh, in, in the space. and. Uh, uh, this is it for now, but in the future, we are also planning to add more location so it will actually uh, transform in the metaverse as a service in the future. Uh, this is the plan. Uh, so, yeah, the, that's basically There's a lot of things uh, like in details behind, uh, but to be short, it's like this. Cool. Why, why did you guys uh, decide to build in the Cosmos ecosystem? Uh, we are long-term uh, uh, participants in Cosmos. Uh, all of us are uh, a non-NFT holders, and uh, I'm personally uh, a, a part of one of the validators in uh, some of the Cosmos uh, chains. And uh, also other parts are long-term people in Cosmos. So yeah. Uh, that's why we are here. We are. We were thinking actually between Stargaze and Secret Network, uh, but then Secret Network solution with secret metadata uh, was appealing to us, and we decided to use it uh, as our starting point. But yeah, of course, it can go beyond that. What What exactly about the Secret Network uh, uh, private metadata is that you know attracted you guys to the to building? Uh, yeah, so um, uh, NFT uh, secret metadata will uh, have uh, the authorization uh, to the metaverse. Yeah, so this is uh, this solution was already uh, created uh, by some of the secret network developers, but I haven't seen anyone actually uh, realizing it. Yeah, and so when we came up with this uh, little game with this uh, metaverse thing we thought that yeah this is a perfect solution that we can already use that is open source cool what is a what does the actual avatar look like 
I don't see um I don't see many like pictures of like the actual avatar. If I'm playing with my friend, what is he gonna look like? You know, kind of curious. Uh, there's actually quite a few uh, uh, pictures that we have posted there. Uh, so if you see the first uh, tweet or the second tweet, the uh, you mean how the avatar will look like uh, from uh, the side, how users players will look like, yeah? In game, yes, yeah. Uh, in game, okay, yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, for now, they won't be a full body, uh, unfortunately. Uh, because uh, the the NFTs that we are making, they are 3D, uh, but they are not uh, the, uh, I don't remember actually the English name for, for this. Uh, okay. So it will require some additional uh, work on, on top of it to make uh, these avatars uh, full body. And uh, from the start, it will be just uh, like a circle, yeah, like a coin. Uh, with the NFT uh, inside. So it will be uh, your NFT, yeah, your body, your head, uh, but not the full body. Gotcha. Kind of like this uh, first pinned uh, tweet that I put up here, or first pinned message. Kind of like that one. Yeah, but, like uh, a... but circle, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Like you have uh, in, uh, in Twitter, for example. <laughs> yes, like a PFP. Gotcha. Yeah, sure, sure. Gotcha. What are the what are the most exciting things about this um this platform that you guys are building? Uh, well, first of all, it's uh, cool that uh, uh, you can uh, actually see the uh, NFTs, uh, like each detail on these huge billboards with all their data on on the screen yeah all their properties their rarity score yeah so that you can actually uh enjoy the whole collection in one big space um the second thing is that uh we have a big team yeah of developers uh who is able to create more locations in the future yeah and they can be NFT collections or even uh, DeFi applications. Uh, and what you actually said, for example, uh, there is a stash building or stash location. Uh, we had a call with Oli the other day discussing this kind of possibilities. So, so you walk in, you see the trending collections. Uh, on the other billboard, you see, um, for example, some uh, hot uh, auctions uh, that are currently there. And you can actually, uh, when you're looking at it, you see more information from there. Uh, so it's, it's going to be like a metaverse as a service for Web3 and even beyond like in real life uh, organizations that want to go digital, for example. Thanks for sharing. How, how big is the team exactly? Uh, so the core team is four people. Uh, and then we have uh, a, another uh, company that is associated with us, but uh, uh, like they have their own structure that is making metaverse. Uh, so, uh, and they are around like 20, 25 people working on that. Uh, there is one, if you read the thread, uh, the second tweet that you attached there is a picture of the whole team there yeah oh wow you guys have a you guys have a pretty big team <laughs> yeah yeah 
yeah, that's that's yeah. That's this this will help us, you know, uh, integrate different solutions pretty fast. I mean, for for whatever project uh, wants to launch there. What do you guys think is like the next big thing in the in the NFT world? Um, we've we've seen it evolve pretty quickly from just a JPEG to the NFTs for you know that have utility to now that you can have NFTs in game. What I mean, I'm asking the whole panel here on the stage. What do you guys think is the next big thing for NFTs? Is it is it you know you know just uh, yeah throwing that out there? Can I just say that the NFTs going uh, across blockchains? I think that is going to be a huge thing that, you know, being able to have your Ethereum, your Tezos, your Cosmos, your secret, having all of our NFTs in one place um, is eventually going to happen. So techno- technologically, that, that's what I see for sure. Interesting. Yeah, that would be, um, that would be great to be able to, you know, do that without going through so many like, you know, bridges and so many hoops, right? It'd be really nice to just be able to click send to this address. Boom, you got your NFT. And yeah, what about you? Um, what about you, Reese or Geek? Yeah, so I'm a friend of a couple of lawyers. And they are not into crypto, but I tried to explain like how NFTs work, like uh, on and blockchain work with NFTs, and uh, and they actually were like impressed uh, by this and would say that uh, if uh, NFTs are adopted in, in real life, uh, this will make a life of, uh, let's say, publishing houses or those companies that deal with, uh, with personal rights on like uh, books or whatever uh, would make uh, the life of uh, lawyers. Uh, very, very much better than it is now. So I think one of the biggest steps would be adopting it uh, to uh, to actually serve uh, this uh, particular industry. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, just anything that currently is burdensome to try to transfer ownership, such as a house or, you know, like book rights or like things like that, I think are super right for disruption and NFTs will solve that. We just have to get over the legal challenges of actually making sure that that NFT is now seen as legally speaking, that same asset that way that you could sell your house for literally like two cents on the cosmos blockchain. That'd be awesome. We don't need all those, you know, the, the middle, the middleman fees and all of that. We can change that and automate it and put that on chain. And now it's immutable still. So, you know, I think that that's really where that's the next step for where things go. Yeah, I think um, I think that's where Secret Network might provide uh, a great great use case for that kind of stuff. You know, do you really want all that stuff to be out in the public? Eh, pro- probably not, right? Yeah, exactly. Secret Network would be the best solution for uh, this kind of uh, of these kind of things, and for metaverses and games as well. Uh, privacy is getting like becoming a problem in. Uh, in this industry, NFTs are definitely NFTs on secret network are definitely uh, will help solving these issues. So, okay, t- talk to us a little bit. Just walk us through um, from a new user that's going to be using the platform that you guys are building. Just walk us through everything. How does one get started? Uh, so, you are uh, you mean uh, our project, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. So you're getting started on the website. We have uh, launched it uh, two days ago. 
uh, on a cache. Uh, so minting will happen there. And after you mint and create a permit for uh, for your NFT, you will see the the button uh, metaverse. Uh, then Kepler. Uh, then you will need to sign a, a transaction on Kepler to prove that you are the owner of this NFT, and you will immediately uh, get inside uh, the game. Uh, there, I think you appear in a, ran in a random location. So it's a hall, uh, a big hall uh, with uh, a hologram of uh, the body of the geek uh, in, in the center. It's like huge. Um, then uh, there are four boxes uh, with uh, lorem ipsum cards, then the one that you can see on one of the tweets that you attached. Uh, so these, bo these boxes will be used in the future for, uh, for users to buy them as secret badges, for example. We are still thinking of the concept. Yeah, and you will be able to place your own uh, picture there or uh, like a link to website. Uh, then uh, there are uh, four billboards with uh, huge uh, pictures of NFTs and like with your NFTs, with avatars, um, with properties and rarity score. Uh, then uh, there is a hole, a glass hole, full glass. Uh, if you look up, there will be like animation, like stars and planets uh, floating slowly. Uh, outside of uh, this hole, you will see the main location with the mountains glowing and so on uh, but the door will be closed yeah in, in the first release because uh, that location is still in development we and oh yeah and there is an alley with flags of with our part without partners they're like a cash a secret network uh anons sienna knights uh, ibc nfts all these guys um yeah, and at the end, you will be able to see um, a platform, uh, like a landing platform for spaceships. Uh, we think that we will place some beautiful space uh, spaceship there so that users will be able to uh, walk inside, like look around there. Yeah, this is the Genesis location. Are any other metaverses planned for this um, Geek NFT? Uh, I would say uh, there were there are other locations planned. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is the first location, and then we will be opening more doors. Yeah, the metaverse will be just one, and there might be more collections that will be admitted to the to the location. Yeah, for example, if we decide to create some special location for raccoons, uh, yeah, then uh, we will. Uh, <laughs> allow authorization with raccoon nft inside the metaverse uh, and so on dang that's cool but would that would that have to be voted on with like a dao i know you guys are are um gonna have a dao you know tied up to this game or tied up to this um project so uh yeah so um uh dao is it like with uh there will be a community fund that uh, dao members will be able to I decide uh, the direction of uh, like what kind of features they want to add. But there's also going to be an um, ecosystem fund. And uh, uh, there we plan to use uh, for the projects that apply for uh, creating new spaces. Um, 
uh, DAO will be deciding the community fund and uh, like some other features. Uh, and right now, as uh, I talked to the guys from Secret DAO uh, that are planning on building the tools to actually manage DAOs and Secret Network, uh, they don't seem to be planning on releasing any functionality soon. So for now, it's just uh, the DAO like announced, for example, have. Cool, cool. And, I, and it, it's going to be 99 secret, a secret to uh, mint one of these NFTs, correct? Yeah, correct. And you will get the avatar and uh, authorization to the metaverse. So yeah, you get the rare 3D NFT, you get a metaverse pass, and you become part of the DAO. So That's how, are, how are people going to be able to vote in the DAO um, if they're being part of the DAO? So like, yeah, how does that, how's that going to work? Uh, yeah, th this is why I was uh, in contact with Secret DAO. We are really waiting for, for them okay. to release this kind of functionality. Um, we'll talk to our developer right now. He's busy with other questions, but maybe it, we will realize, like add this uh, feature like voting on uh, proposals with the NFT itself. Mm, I was just gonna, I was just gonna go there with that question. Like, would you think that it would be, um, you know, a good idea to be able to vote with the NFT, or would people be like rewarded a monthly set amount of tokens for holding that NFT, and that that currency or that that token that they get rewarded per month will be used for voting on proposals or drafting proposals? So, but you said you're waiting. So, yeah, please update us on that, how that's going to work out. Uh, the second idea that you uh, just said is pretty interesting. Uh, I don't uh, uh, realize, like, I don't know how to realize this uh, just yet. But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, however, I think uh, just voting with your sin uh, single uh, NFT token would also work pretty well. Cool, cool. Yeah, man. Thank you uh, for stopping by. Um, I know we talked a lot about craft in the beginning, but wanted to, you know, at least give you the opportunity to speak. And uh, maybe when the game advances more or the, the platform advances more, we can have you again on a space. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, for giving me a chance to speak out. Anything else before we uh, wrap up the space that you would like to share? Anything else? Any, any alpha? You know, we like alpha, right? So give us an alpha, man. Uh, for alpha, we're <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we are planning. We haven't announced the launch yet, but my guess it's going to happen either next week or the week after. Uh, uh, as if everything goes fine, we are now preparing for the like testing the multiplayer server. So it's very close. And one more thing, uh, we are happy to give. Uh, whitelists to raccoons NFT holders. <laughs> if you want one, you're welcome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think? If you guys think that'd be a good idea, just go ahead and clap or throw an emoji. I'd be more than happy to do that for you guys. I, I don't really, I don't really do that. I used to do that, but um, it just got, it was just way too much work, man. So if I do help you guys out with like a whitelist or two, um. Is there an easy way for the person that won it to submit their information, or do I have to ask them for their address and all that, and all that stuff? How does that? Ha how is it handled? Uh, uh, Raccoon NFTs are, are a secret collection, right? Yes. 
uh, yeah, unfortunately, we will be only to see the data who interacted with the contract, but not those who uh, who holds the actual Raccoon NFT. Uh, so that would uh, only just go with submitting an address to my direct messages. Gotcha, like gotcha. That. You know, I, I'm asking that because um, I've seen it before where uh, people can just like go to a Discord um, and then like submit a ticket. And then that's how they get like entered for the whitelist. So just just wondering if that's how you had it set up. Uh, we haven't launched the Discord yet, so yeah, just receiving messages in in direct messages. <laughs> so yeah, just send the the address, and that will be that will be it. Cool. And you, hey, earlier you said you had a validator, right? Or that you were um, into that validating. So you want to share your validator so people can support you or. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, okay, you will be able to see that on on the website, anyways. Um, I'm from Citadel One Validator. We have pretty good support, anyways. And oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> you guys have a huge, yeah, 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 yeah. We want uh, yeah. to have people, you know, spread out their delegations to the lower, the lower validator. So we yeah, we and uh, um, like this uh, this project is uh, not associated with Citadel One. I'm just one of the uh, people on uh, on the team that is helping with uh, marketing and communication with the mm -hmm. community. Cool, cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks for stopping by and sharing. Um, was a great space. I uh, I really enjoyed it today. So I'm gonna wrap it up yeah. and thank you. And maybe we'll see you guys again some other time. Thanks for everybody that stopped by to, to listen in. Hope you guys hope you guys enjoyed it and have a great Tuesday. And I think, oh yeah, so Thursday we have a cosmic, cosmic community space. And right now we're working on the, the guest. I think we're going to go on with McKenna. I don't know if anybody knows McKenna, but uh, I'm going to try to get him in so we can join on that space. So I'll see you guys on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard. Have a great day. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmos Space's NFT Share and Chill, hosted by Lil Gaines. Recorded on Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third, I open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, Starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. in 
a little den envision in the middle men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next no one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol but it didn't matter we was all hyped up when the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill watched in the daytime till the night curfew rats in a cage till they make time to murk you got a little job that falls under my purview we gotta get this mob away from the birds view gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion In the middle men listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Channel Spaces